It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the podcast, a bi-week edition of the show. We're going to split it out and talk a little more broadly about the other BYU sports programs. You're going to hear from BYU soccer head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Hear her thoughts on upcoming conference play for BYU women's soccer, the fifth ranked team in the country with a perfect 10-0 record on the season. You'll hear from her on today's podcast. You also need to dig a little bit into BYU struggles on defense this year and what they might be able to do to address that. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news as we are your one-stop shop for all things BYU sports. So thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. Today's show brought to you by MyBookie, Vivid Seats, and of course, our title sponsor here on Locked On Cougars is Deseret First Credit Union. A lot of you guys have heard me talk about Deseret First Credit Union in the past, but I want to remind you guys that right now mortgage rates are extremely low and it's a great time to reconsider refinancing your mortgage to put more money back in your pocket. Deseret First is asking all of their members right now, what's your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to make sure you have some extra money in your pocket to fund that passion project? The DFCU mortgage team is here to work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, you're a veteran home buyer who's bought multiple homes, or if you have investment properties, regardless Regardless of where you're at and in whatever stage of life, the DFCU Mortgage Team can work with you to find the right loan for your needs. Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less, guys. You can do no-cost refinances that could potentially save you up to hundreds of dollars a month. So check it out. Rates extremely low, and the DFCU Mortgage Team is here to help you guys out. Once again, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com for more information. Information. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. All right, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for October 3rd, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. I want to thank you guys once again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to. We're going to start off with BYU's defense, and we've talked about this in the past, uh, in the just recent past as well, but I wanted to bring some numbers to you guys because BYU's defensive front, which is supposed to be expected to be one of their strengths, particularly the defensive tackles, and the linebacking core traditionally at BYU has been very strong. They have been, to be honest, pretty bad so far this year. And I think every one of you guys understands that. BYU right now in the rush defense, I'm just give you the raw numbers right now. They have played five games. They've had the opponents rush for 237 attempts on them and run for 1,104 yards on them. That's an average of 4.66 yards per carry. There have been six rushing touchdowns scored, which is not a bad number, but the average yards per game that BYU is giving up is 220.8 yards per game. That is good for 180 
118th out of 130 teams in the country, in the FBS ranks, football bowl subdivision ranks, the division that BYU competes in nationally. That's bad. That is really, really bad. Like, I... It makes my eyes just water looking at that number because BYU traditionally under Bronco Mendenhall and early on in Kalani Satake's tenure, essentially the previous three years under Kalani Satake and Elisa Tuiaki's direction, BYU's been very stout against the run. They have a brand new young linebacking core. We talked about this in the preseason. We worried, okay, can they step up and really fill the gaps? I believe there are athletes on the in the linebacking core who are very good. Guys like Kavika Fanua, Max Tooley, Isaiah Kafusi, but they are not working in sync right now. And I think BYU in this decision to go to the 3-4 front has been an abject failure to this point, frankly speaking. BYU needs to go out and get back to playing that 4-3 front that they have become accustomed to playing under Kalani Satake. Use guys like Lorenzo Fawate and Kairos Tonga's strengths as run-stuffing defensive tackles in there. Use guys like Brackenell Bakri, Devin Kafusi, Alden Tofa, Uriah Tawa look extremely good against Toledo go to a 4-3 front and take less of the stress off your linebacking core I don't know what the thought was going to this 3-4 alignment that BYU was kind of favored early on this season but it is not working plain and simple they are getting gashed game in and game out 220 yards on average per game no wonder BYU is 2-3 and three on the season it is a number that is just abysmal and if any other BYU uh, coach were out there looking at this that, well okay let's not okay, let me back up on that BYU coaches understand this number is not good because you can't be giving up 220 yards rushing in a game because that means you're going to lose the time of possession battle you're likely going to lose on in terms of just overall defensive numbers you're just going to allow a team to control that game control the line of scrimmage and they're going to get all kinds of yardage on you. BYU has struggled in their own right rushing the ball on short yardages. A third and one against Toledo was just an abject failure. And the BYU offensive line has plenty of work to do. And we'll probably discuss that probably tomorrow. But I wanted to focus more on the defense today. And BYU's got to figure it out on defense. They need to use this week to get that defense back in sync and figure out what is wrong. I think the numbers are going to come down a little bit just with the competition that BYU is going to face going forward the rest of this season when they get to games like Idaho State, Liberty, uh, even team uh, like UMass, you'll see BYU put up better numbers, but they're going to struggle against teams like a Boise State, like Utah State, that want to be run-oriented teams. They want to run the ball first and then pass it second. BYU is going to get absolutely gashed. Another number that is just eye-popping to me, and it's something that you don't want to be if you're BYU, is BYU in terms of sacks on average or sacks on the season. They played five games. You know how many sacks they've collected? Five on the year. That is an average of one sack per game. They're tied for 117th with such illustrious programs as Rutgers, who just fired their coach, Middle Tennessee State, UTEP, Arizona, Boston College. It is not a good number if you're a BYU football fan. We've talked about the issues with the pass rush. They can't really get much of a pass rush, and it's absolutely affecting them. The worst team, the worst two teams in pass rushing in terms of sack numbers, team sacks, are Akron and New Mexico State. BYU is down near the bottom in sack yardage and rush yardage allowed, and their defense is reeling 
to a large degree, unlike I have seen since the Groton, Gary Croton era, I feel like. Bronco Mendenhall, for, for all of the things you may want to say about Bronco Mendenhall, his teams against the run were absolutely stellar. It was one of the pillars of his defenses. They would shut down an opposing team's rushing game, if at all possible, and force them to throw the ball. Kalani Sitake has always kind of approached that in his own way, but he and his staff, speaking of guys like Lisa Tuiaki, Ed Lamb, they need to get things in sync because this is just an abysmal showing so far in defense for BYU. And if it continues, guess what? More losses like the loss against Toledo are going to happen. Toledo, to their credit, hung with BYU and just believed in what they were doing. We're going to run the ball and it's going to pay off. And guess what? It did pay off in the end and they won the game. I get that BYU fans are really upset about this loss to Toledo. Like I said, I, there's, it's inexcusable. It's, it's an embarrassing loss. It's inexcusable. It's a type of loss that does a coach in like a Kalani Satake because uh, athletic directors look at that and say, you know what? We can understand you losing to some of these power five upper echelon teams, but losing to a team with the prestige and the reputation that supposedly is below you guys just can't have that. And it's happened multiple times, at least once a year in Kalani Satake's tenure, they've had an embarrassing loss like that. Think of Northern Illinois. Think of UMass. Think of East Carolina. And now think of this Toledo game. BYU has to figure something out on defense. Otherwise, it is going to get to be an even longer year for BYU. So this week, I know that today and tomorrow, they'll probably take off uh, in terms of coaches going out recruiting so the players will have days off. I'm hopeful they've done plenty of work on the defensive side of the ball because those two numbers, just team sacks and team rushing yardage, and don't get me wrong, there are plenty of other numbers I can cite here, but those were two of the ones that just absolutely popped out at me. BYU's got to figure something out. They can do better against the run. I I firmly believe that. Can they improve those sack numbers? I don't know. I don't believe there's a true pass rusher on this team that can get after the quarterback consistently. Uriah Leatawa showed some things against Toledo that lead you to think, okay, maybe he has a little bit of an ability here, and he's living up to his talent finally coming out of high school after dealing with multiple injuries in a BYU uniform. But just in terms of the defense, you have to be better against the run because if you're not... BYU, it's going to be a tough haul for the rest of the season because teams like Utah State, South Florida, Boise State, San Diego State, well, their identity is built on running the ball. And if BYU is just going to be like a sieve on defense and just let them run at will on them, guess what? BYU's in for a longer season than any of us, myself included, expected them to have this coming year. So they've got to figure that out. And of course, it's going to take work. That's the biggest thing. These players have to buy into it. They they have to put in the work because the coaches can put them in a position to succeed. These players have to go out and execute that plan and make sure they're doing their 111th or their part on this defense to help have success in the rush game. But the plain and simple matter is those numbers need to be changed. They need to stop giving up over 200 yards rushing per game. Or this could be a season where, yeah, you are flirting with bowl eligibility because BYU cannot survive giving up 200 plus rushing yards per game on average and have success plain and simple just can't happen all right uh, i'm gonna get uh, switch gears here in just a second talk with jennifer rockwood byu women's soccer coach uh byu women's soccer fifth ranked team in the country off to a stellar start this year they're the they're the only perfect team remaining in college soccer with a sterling 10-0 record they begin conference play tonight you'll hear from jennifer rockwood about what her team has done to this point getting ready for conference play and just kind of their play in general overall that'll be coming up here in just a moment before we do that 
that, though. A reminder for you guys that Vivid Seats is a proud sponsor of Locked On Cougars, and they want to help you make a memory that will last you a lifetime. They want you to let they want you to use the Vivid Seats app, help you get to your favorite live event. Remember, enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, BYU Women's Soccer opens up West Coast Conference play in Stockton, California this evening at 8 o'clock Mountain Time when they face off against the Pacific Tigers. Big opportunity for BYU to push their record to an 11 to an, a perfect 11-0 mark after tonight. We'll see how they do on the road. This game will be streamed on the WCC Network if you want to watch it. Like I said, an 8 o'clock Mountain Time uh, start for women's soccer. Our good friend GFOP Sean Walker was at BYU soccer practice yesterday talking with Jennifer Rockwood, BYU women's soccer head coach. One of the best soccer coaches in this country, by the way. She is absolutely stellar at what she does. BYU is very lucky to have her. In my mind, she's the best coach in terms of just national reputation on BYU's campus, and there are a bevy of them that are highly thought of, but Jennifer Rockwood, I believe, is the best on the entire campus. Well, she talked with Sean Walker a lot about what has gone into BYU putting together this 10-0 record they carry in the conference play beginning tonight at Stockton. So here you go, Jennifer Rockwood, right here on Locked on Cougars. I know the game this weekend, you guys heading to Santa Clara, mm-hmm. is is kind of a heavyweight battle mm-hmm. in a lot of ways yeah. for the conference. Do you like being able to start, hit the ground running right away with with such a tough traditional opponent like Santa Clara? You know, I haven't, I don't really think about conference opponents as far as when we play them, you know, because you can't really do anything about it. You just kind of take it as it's scheduled, and it seems like it's just kind of the schedule's just flipped over the years. So obviously Santa Clara is one of the top teams in the conference and have been year in, year out. Um, and so, yeah, we'll have our hands full. But, you know, we look at it as every every conference opponent is, is, a, is a tricky matchup. And it's, it's always competitive. And the conference championship has always come down to the last weekend. You know, it's, it's come down to like one, two or three right. points. So it's usually one game. And uh, I think once you get in conference play, you just want to try and keep everything in your own hands. And you don't have to rely on any other results. So, you know, if, if Santa Clara, if it's Gonzaga, if it's St. Mary's, you know, we're going to try and prepare the same way. We know uh, how talented and experienced and good Santa Clara is for sure. But we hope that we've, um, you know, learned enough in our non-conference play. We've played a lot on the road um, that that will benefit us when we play on Saturday. Certainly, and, and you got to like the way that your team is playing. I mean, mm-hmm. the only team in the nation to, to navigate non-conference mm-hmm. play with a perfect record, no wins, or no, mm-hmm. no wins, <laughs> no <laughs> losses, no ties, yeah. etc. What just what's clicking so well with this team right now to where they're playing so as one and, and one offensively, defensively, everywhere? Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think um, you know we talk a lot about the maturity and experience that we have with our with our seniors and and our leadership. Um, we also, um, you know, spend a lot of time on our team defense, and that's paid off for us. You know, that's our, kind of our, our priority. Uh, we, we play a lot of attack as part of our defense, um, but uh, defense is our priority, and it's, it's great to see all the hard work that we've, we've done and the energy we spend. We, we ask a lot of our girls 
um, defensively with, with our press and with our individual responsibilities fitness-wise, so we spend a lot of time on that. Um, but I, I think just the fact that all the girls are kind of bought in um, to the success of each other, mm-hmm. and that, that's, that's a hard culture to, uh, to get going. Um, and um, it's just a, a lot what I think our upperclassmen have, have welcomed our freshmen in, and our freshmen have really accepted roles that some of them aren't used to, but all for the betterment of the team. And, and you know, it's fun to win, and everybody's having fun, and the girls seem to play better and train harder when they're having fun. Speaking of that, that chemistry and that cohesion and, and the, the senior class and everything, it seems like it's most manifest, well, not most manifest, but really manifest, at least on that back line mm-hmm. with the group that's played together mm-hmm. for two, three, sometimes four years. Yeah. Um, or at least it feels that way with, with summer training as well. Mm-hmm. It, is that Has that kind of been by design to where you've been able to build this back line with, with Danny and Alyssa and, and even being and... and uh, um, who am I forgetting? Josie. Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of kind of build them year to year and just get better and better week by week and then month to month and then year to year a little bit. Um, yeah, at least last year. I mean, because you know Alyssa played out wide for us. Josie was an attacking player when she came, so we converted her from a, an attacker. She's still an attacking player, right? Exactly. Kind of. Like I, like I said, our defense incorporates a lot of attack. Um, and I think that's something unique about us as well, is if our backs, if Josie and Bing are, are attacking a lot, then our opponents' attackers are having to play more defense than they like. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's rare to return five starters, um, you know, four in your back line and your keeper, um, especially here with, you know, different injuries that you might have, with missions, you know, Alyssa and Bing both went on a mission. Mm-hmm. So this is their, you know, their kind of their extra year, and uh, it's really paid off we, we redshirted them also at some point during their career you know Alyssa came in as a freshman and she was so good but we we had a, a pretty experienced back line so we decided to redshirt her and so some of those decisions are definitely paying off right now but um, they were great last year again to return that experience um, has been fantastic and then having Sab and goal has been great too I'll end right there with uh, with Sabrina and goal because she's not a traditional goalkeeper in a lot of ways, and I mean this with total respect, but she sure. doesn't have like the six and a half foot wingspan no. and everything mm-hmm. like that, but she's so athletic. She's kind of a, mm-hmm. um, I, I use the comparison, Nick Romando type goalkeeper yeah. around here where she's not huge, but she's athletic and she's mm-hmm. got good vision and that sort of thing. Is is Does that type of keeper just work really well with the style that you guys play, the formation and the way you guys kind of build from the back and that sort of thing? Uh, you definitely, I mean, that's that's one of Sab's strengths is, uh, is her uh, knowledge of the game um, and uh, her ability to play with her feet. And so, um, you know, a couple of years ago, that wasn't necessarily our strength, and so we didn't play back as much. We we don't want to play back. We want to go forward every chance we get. But in order to move to defense, uh, to build out of the back, you know, we rely on Sab a lot. So that's a big part of her game. But it's been exciting to see in her growth and her maturity and her confidence is her ability to judge high balls. Um, you know, with her size, there's not many keepers uh, at the Division One level her size right now. And she can play as big as any of them, uh, and she's proven that. Um, but she's so quick. She reads balls so well. She takes away opportunities to shoot. Um, but and, and then she just she's our captain. She's our leader. She talks and organizes and brings just a lot of confidence overall to our group. There you go, Jennifer Rockwood, and best of luck to the women's soccer team tonight as they open up conference play at Pacific. 
it's been nice to see what BYU has done. They kind of had a down year two years ago, bounced back in fine fashion last year, and just going into this year, they have been lights out. Michaela Coulihan, Elise Flake, uh, Cameron Tucker, they've had some absolutely stellar play of late. And not to mention the defense, as you heard Sean talk to Coach Rockwood a lot about, the defensive side of things, the back four, goalies, uh, Sabrina Davis, they've been absolutely stellar on defense as well. They've been, they had a run there, I believe, of six or seven straight shutouts. Just an incredible run so far this season for women's soccer and looking forward to seeing what they can do in conference play. Like I said, beginning tonight, 8 o'clock Mountain Time when they face off against Pacific. You can watch the game on the WCC Network streaming live online. Get a link to that on the BYU Cougars, BYUCougars.com website. You can go check it out there. All right, uh, we'll come back here in just a minute to catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Before we do that, though, do you want to talk today about one of today's sponsors? Sponsors on the show, and that's our good friends at My Bookie. I know a lot of people out there. Well, sports betting is becoming more and more popular, where it's become more popularized because of the federal law prohibiting it being struck down. Well, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting money on it. Any of you guys who have bet on a Super Bowl, a college football game in the past, know that it just adds to the excitement of watching that game. Uh, sometimes you have a gut feeling about a game. Sometimes you're just betting on your team because you're, they're your team, regardless. of where you've been betting for years or if you're ready to bet for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you guys want to bet just a little bit to win some money, give it a shot. You can do a parlay where you pick four or five, six games in a row. If you hit it, it multiplies your winnings. Uh, if you like big favorites, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple times for much bigger payout, but with, with a small investment straight up front. Whatever you guys want to do, my bookie is here to help you guys out. Uh, between football season going on, the Major League Baseball playoffs that kicked off last night, the NBA season is on the way, NHL started their season last night. It's time to get off the sideline and get into the action. If you really want to support your team this, this season, don't don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code ONCOLLEGE, O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E, to activate the offer. That's promo code ONCOLLEGE to double your cash with your first investment. Visit mybookie.ag today. Remember to use that promo code ONCOLLEGE. You play, you win, you get paid. That's mybookie. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, as we close out today's edition of Locked On, Cougars wanted to run down a couple of things from BYU Sports News. Congratulations to the BYU women's cross-country team after their win at the Bill Dellinger Invitational this over the past weekend. They moved up to number four in the national rankings this week. The BYU men's team maintained its number two spot in the country after their second place showing at the Bill Dellinger Invitational. It is the first time since 2005 that both the men's and women's cross-country teams have been ranked in the top five nationally. Absolutely incredible to 
see two teams in the top five, both of them national contenders for national championships. Best of luck to them as they continue on with their season. They're off here for a few weeks before getting back into uh, action at the pre-nationals event out there in Indiana, but we'll keep you updated with any other news that comes out about the men's and women's cross-country teams. Just cool to see them ranked in the top five nationally for both of them. Uh, Let's go on to BYU women's basketball. They were picked to finish second in the annual West Coast Conference preseason coaches poll. The league announced yesterday the Cougars received three first place votes and finished with 75 overall points. Gonzaga, who was nationally ranked a year ago, but BYU beat them twice, was picked to be the 2020 WCC champions in the annual preseason poll of the WCC's top 10, uh, not top 10, their 10 head coaches. So congratulations to Jeff Judkins and his team. Uh, Had some injuries beset them in the offseason, so may not be the season that we were all expecting looking ahead after what happened a year ago, but still an awesome thing to see BYU. And also, congratulations to three BYU Lady Cougars who made the All-WCC preseason women's basketball team. Those three players include Brenna Chase Drollinger, who's a senior guard, Sarah Hampson, a junior center, as well as Paisley Johnson, a junior guard for BYU, were on that list. Congratulations to all three of them. And once again, BYU picked to finish second with three first place votes in the coaches poll, just three points behind Gonzaga. So BYU and Gonzaga expected to tussle for that WCC championship this year. And congratulations to them. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. We're going to focus a little bit more on the BYU offensive issues going into tomorrow's podcast. We're also going to have a conversation with Matt Brown from SB Nation. Talk to him a little bit about this Fair Pay to Play Act that was passed in California and how it might affect the NCAA and BYU by extension. We'll have that conversation on tomorrow's show as well. So stay tuned for all of that. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at Vivid Seats, as as well as my bookie check out all three of them and make sure that you follow the show on whatever podcast you prefer to use we are available everywhere podcasts are available apple podcast spotify stitcher google play or google podcast follow along subscribe rate and review give us that good rating and review those five-star reviews especially on apple podcasts are worth their weight in podcast school it doesn't take but a moment but appreciate you guys doing that in advance follow the show on social media facebook instagram and twitter check us out at locked on cougars follow me at jacob c hatch on twitter and of course you can drop us a note via email by emailing us locked on byu at gmail.com until tomorrow and Enjoy whatever's left of your Thursday, and we will talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for October 3rd, 2019. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day